So today, while I was perusing my Twitter, I stumbled on this crap. The Science Fiction and Fantasy Writers of America removed Mercedes Lackeys from the 2022 Nebula Conference in accordance with our moderation policy. Please read the following statement from the SFWA Board of Directors for details. Let's have a look. The Statement on Removal of Mercedes Lackey from the Nebula Conference The following email was sent out to our SFWA members and our Nebula Conference attendees this afternoon. Dear Nebula Conference participants and SFWA members, we learned yesterday that while participating in the romancing sci-fi and fantasy panel, Mercedes Lackey used a racial slur. First, we apologize to our attendees and other panelists who were subjected to the slur. We've disabled access to the panel to avoid any additional harm being caused. Words can't harm you, folks. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Anyway, second, we are immediately removing Mercedes Lackey from the conference and the additional panels she was scheduled for in accordance with SFWA's moderation policy. The use of a racial slur violates the instruction to, quote, respect all cultures and communities. Do not make derogatory or offensive statements even as a joke. That applies to everyone in SFWA space at all levels of their career. Third, we will be discussing with the other panelists for, quote, romancing sci-fi and fantasy, how they would prefer we proceed when they are able to and comfortable in doing so. Like, like they have to recover from it, right? We will be offering to edit out the offensive portion of the panel or hold the panel again at a later date, inviting back the other three panelists and moderator to again take part. We will respect their wishes on how to handle this issue while also sharing the invaluable expertise they offered during the discussion. Thank you to our conference attendees and panelists who reported the use of the slur. We appreciate being alerted to it right away so that we can investigate and come to this decision as swiftly as possible. The SFWA Board of Directors, May 22, 2022. So what are they talking about? And what did Mercedes Lackey supposedly say? Well, it turns out that Mercedes Lackey was actually paying a compliment to a writer who happened to be a black man. More specifically, this black man, Samuel R. Delaney. She was speaking in glowing terms of his work and its importance. Now, I haven't been able to independently verify this, but apparently, said black man, is not siding with the SFWA on this and was not offended by what Mercedes Lackey said. Um, that YouTuber's name is Cool Hand James. You can check them out. I'll put the link in the description. So apparently the person who complained about this that started this witch hunt was another person on the panel. Her name was Jen Brown. So, the romancing sci-fi fantasy panel wrapped. Instead of celebrating, I'm here holding grief and frustration over what happens when language is misused, regardless of intent. During the panel, Samuel R. Delaney's trailblazing work was referenced. He was also referred to as colored. Hearing this, I had an out-of-body experience. I typed by colored, surely you mean black, into the chat and then deleted it. Seconds later, I deleted several more. Let's backtrack and restate that messages, feeling shaky and out of it. When folks fuck up, it's important to call that out. Even when things are done in a spirit of warmth and kindness, Delaney's work was being praised, as it should be, but in that moment, the power dynamics left me speechless. So, Mercedes Lackey was giving the gentleman who happened to be black a compliment which, you know, that's who Mercedes Lackey is. They've been a woke 
author activists since the 80s, like before it was cool, you know, but they use the word colored, you know, just like civil rights activists did when they formed the NAACP, you know, just like Martin Luther King did when he was like the head of a chapter of the NAACP, you know, the word colored. Anyway, I was the only black panelist. I'm a newer author without many publishing credits. I'm in my early 30s and was referred to as young during the panel. That's fine. I am young. Those aren't excuses, but they are illustrative of the power differentials at play. Now, though I need to warn folks, please take care if you plan on watching our panel. Some wonderful wisdoms were shared, but you're going to encounter that moment and the silence might be suffocating. And then somebody comes in and says, Jen, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, again, she had an out-of-body experience. (laughs) She started astrally projecting because somebody used the same word for people of color that, you know, historically people have been using for that, you know, just for colored people in general. That was the idea. It was just as a reference to all people of color. And I'm not saying that racists have never used that word, but some very not racist people used that word and still use that word. Let's go over that. But I want to make a quick note before we do. If there was some huge power differential, then how is it that you, an author that you've already admitted is not very accomplished, um, had the power somehow to get an author who's been writing woke-friendly fiction since the 80s removed from an entire convention, along with her husband, who had nothing to do with it? If there's a power differential here, I don't think it's moving in the direction that you believe it is. So for those of you who aren't super familiar, let's take a moment and learn about the NAACP. The NAACP. On February 12th, 1909, what is now the nation's oldest and largest grassroots civil rights organization was formed. The NAACP, which stands for the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, Colored People. Wait, wait, what? The National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Oh my goodness, this this must be an extremely like racist organization to use a word like that. You know, and obviously all of the people involved must have been racist because that's the big stupid argument that's being made here is that supposedly the word colored was only used in reference to people of color by racists. Well, we got, hey, let's look further into this, man. Deep dive. Has been a driving force in fighting race-based discrimination in the United States since its founding. In 1909, racial injustices were common. Segregation was legal in many parts of the United States. Employment discrimination was common and voting rights were often denied. People of color across the country had to live with the fear of racial violence and lynching. And so the NAACP was formed, built on the ideals of another group, the Niagara Movement. W.E.B. Du Bois, along with 29 other prominent African-Americans, started the Niagara Movement in 1905. They met near Niagara Falls and wrote a manifesto calling for equal civil rights, the end of racial discrimination, and the full recognition of humanity for people of color. Who they called colored people at the time, which is literally why they named their organization that. In 1909, many white liberals in New York City joined with some of the Niagara Movement's black intellectual leaders. And from that group, the NAACP was born. In addition to W.E.B. Du Bois, other NAACP founders included renowned civil rights leaders Ida B. Wells and Mary Church Terrell. 
The NAACP's mission has been to achieve a fully integrated society with equal rights for all. Uh-oh, the CRT advocates aren't gonna like that, since they prefer segregation. But that's a different video. Its national leadership has always been interracial, even though the greater membership... Interracial. Now, the reason that that's important, because it was literally founded by white and black people, is that also is going to remove any kind of context to suggest that maybe this is one of those special words that only black people are allowed to use. Nope. ...has been mostly African-American. To achieve its mission, the NAACP has not only focused on using the legal system to challenge discrimination, but also on convincing all people of the need for racial equality through speeches, organizing, and legal advocacy. Since its inception, the NAACP has had a long list of legal accomplishments and successes. The NAACP's first challenge was fighting Jim Crow laws, which maintained legal segregation. In 1915, the NAACP was instrumental in outlining the Grandfather Clause, which allowed white people to get around literacy tests that were used to prevent people of color from voting in many states. From 1920 to 1938, the organization flew a flag outside its New York City offices with the words, a man was lynched yesterday, to call attention to the rampant lynching occurring in the United States. In 1954, the NAACP's chief counsel, Thurgood Marshall, successfully argued the case of Brown versus Board of Education before the Supreme Court, ending the legal segregation of schools. During the civil rights movement, the NAACP co-organized the March on Washington in 1963, where Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. delivered his famous I Have a Dream speech. The NAACP lobbied for the 1964 Civil Rights Act, which outlawed discrimination and the 1965 Voting Rights Act, which made it illegal to deny people the right to vote based on their race. Today, the NAACP remains actively committed to fighting discrimination. Its scope has widened to include fighting inequality in economics, healthcare, education, voter empowerment, and the criminal justice system. To this day, the NAACP continues to serve as an important legal advocate for all civil rights issues. So, that's the terrible racist organization that used the word colored in its name, and still does today. So it's not even a situation of whether or not, you know, maybe that's a word that used to be used that way, but now it means something else. It's still on their seal. It's still on their website. It, this is just ridiculous. They can't even make the argument that supposedly that things have changed since 1909, because even in the 60s, Martin Luther King was a member and, I guess, the youth chair of an NAACP youth council. So it's like, this is just ridiculous. People used the word. Um, and again, like I said earlier, I, I'm not saying that some racist people didn't say it either. But there were also people who were speaking out on behalf of all people of color who also used the word. You know, that, that's just the truth. targeted and whatnot, or he's been a uh, uh, bad guy to the people, and I'm like, hey, everybody sees that too. I mean, 
I want to get to know the guy. He looks like a cool guy to hang out with. This is what I'm asking. Dialogue. It's okay. not so tough. We're just having a private conversation. What? Fourteen ninety one describes the state of the new world prior to European context. My point is, he's telling me that I need to understand something about other populations. No, that's not what I said. I, I said you need to stop demanding that everybody use logic and reason and white forms of knowledge to fucking prove yourself in the world. So it's not necessary for people of color who find themselves offended to actually be coming from any form of rationality. If you've offended them, even in some weird ethereal way that makes them astrally project, I guess, then you are just as bad as a KKK member. They always say that your intent is irrelevant. Um, you know, but in this instance, the word doesn't even mean what they say that it does. And it wasn't used in the way that they're claiming that it was. And it wasn't only used by people who happened to be racist, it was used by some of the most powerful forces in civil rights ever to be known in this country. But don't let a little thing like logic and reason get in your way. That's white forms of information. And as I mentioned earlier, they also banned her husband, apparently just for being married to her. He didn't say anything and had nothing to do with it. But don't forget, as I've been pointing out multiple times, all white people are accountable for anything that any white person has ever done. White people are collective to be judged accordingly by the color of their skin. It's also important to note that Mercedes Lackey is in her 70s and would have been part of the generation that just openly used the word colored to refer to people of color, whether they were racist or not racist. Again, it was just in common, uh, common parlance back then. You're talking about an old lady also. And this is really important. I'm going to mention this again, okay? She was writing, you know, um, trend-setting fiction, including gay people, you know, including the LGBTQ community, you know, back in the 80s when nobody was getting, you know, special recognition for engaging in wokeness. And she also did it the right way. You know, you don't get any pushback when you just write original fiction that happens to include those characters. She did it and succeeded at it. The pushback comes when they want to do things like, you know, suddenly Superman is gay or, you know, making black elves in LOTR or black dwarves in LOTR rather than just writing your own fiction where those characters are already black or gay. You know, like the successful woke writers, say, for example, Chris Claremont of X-Men, you know, or Gene Roddenberry of Star Trek have done for generations. That's why there wasn't any pushback and she became an extremely successful writer and nobody complained about the inclusion of those characters because she was writing a different world, you know, a new universe where those people were included from the beginning. So at that point, it doesn't feel forced. It's not contrived and it's not being smeared all over your face. You write interesting characters who happen to be people of color or gay or whatever, and then you just normalize them that way. And that approach was working. This new approach is not. And it's not because of the fact that the characters are just there and then people suddenly hate them. It's that when you try to overpower your fiction with a message and, you know, again, just dare anybody to dislike it, no matter how badly you wrote it, you know, you're not going to get the reaction that you want. I'm planning on making a different video about that topic later. But again, the lady was in her 70s or is in her 70s and likely used that term because everybody used it. You know, again, including Martin Luther King, including the NAACP, everybody used the word colored. 
But in another subtle irony, it's also interesting just how quick they can turn on you, because literally two days ago, they had given her a Lifetime Achievement Award. Look here at the comments. People are already saying, it's not too late to take the award back and give it to someone else. You know, to, of course, somebody with a pride flag and all that has to point up at it with their finger like, yeah, do that. So this person with a pride flag, you know, in their bio is so quick to turn on somebody who's been, again, retweeting LGBTQ friendly stuff, you know, and trans stuff this entire time, like for years at this point. You know, now, you know, we can turn on them that quickly. We can turn on them, you know, on a dime, basically, um, just because they, you know, chose one word you know, that is still used by civil rights activists to this day. You know, again, don't demand anybody that use logic and reason, though. That's whiteness. So to wrap all of this up, again, I've just got to ask, who do they think they're helping with this stuff? Like, who exactly is coming out better because of this? Is there anybody who's just going to change their mind about any of this because of this kind of insanity? You know, that's that's really what the problem is. That That's why it reminds people of a religious inquisition. Th- that wasn't exactly effective either. The, the religious inquisitions did a fantastic job of making religion look ridiculous, just like the Crusades. And I think that years later, that's exactly how this kind of stuff is going to be viewed and what its role was in the reputation for the civil rights and, you know, I even shudder to call it the civil rights movement, the social justice warrior movement. You know, it's not good for them. It's not going to look good for them in history, you know, provided we get to any semblance of rationale. I'm concerned a lot about the the degradation of the ability for people to think and share information and to think critically. Um, I'm concerned about the implications that it will have on society's future, which is exactly what got me to start doing this show again. And it's the reason I don't really concentrate too much on right versus left politics. I concentrate on stupid versus not stupid politics, thinking versus not thinking, because society itself will unravel if we can't do, you know, that. That's, you know, how are we ever going to come to any kind of reasonable, you know, conclusions about anything that we do to govern ourselves if we can't even talk about basic facts? And if we're going to outlaw the use of logic and reason as racism, um, I would you want to live in a society with these people? Mercedes Lackey has been one of them for many years, you know, and and did so in a way that was risking her career, you know, because again, she did this before it was cool and they turned on her instantly, you know, in in a way that's not even, again, not even rational. I I know I must be, you know, a white supremacist because I suggested that it must be rational. Oh my. Um, So anyway, folks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Like, subscribe, ring the bell, share. Uh, and if you can support me financially, you can go to my website, check that out, v-radio.us. Um, there you can find all of my social media stuff and, um, you'll be notified. And if you want to support me, you can do so on Patreon or PayPal or Subscribestar. I finally get my Subscribestar rolling. Um, I really appreciate your support. I'm sorry that my last video didn't have any recording. I was feeling like absolute crap. Um, and I just, I didn't want to put out poor quality, but I hope you enjoyed it. I'm probably going to be streaming again. What I'll, like I said earlier, I'm planning to like kind of do Twitch streams that are just compilations of videos that I've already made. And I think that that'll also be good for you guys on YouTube since I've noticed that I also have people who don't watch my like short streams, well, short streams, short videos, um, and only watch my streams. I guess some of it is just that they like the, the social 
aspect of being in the chat room and watching interesting stuff. So occasionally I'm going to do streams where I'm just kind of reviewing the things I had done for the, say the previous month or week or whatever, maybe invite on panelists and we'll talk. So thanks again for tuning in guys. And I appreciate your support for V radio.